Johnny, thank you for joining me for Coffee with the Editor this morning. It's, it's quite sad to think that this might be the last Coffee with the Editor that we have now that um, I hear that you're not renewing your contract. So what does that mean? For me, my railroad has come to an end at Transdamop. Uh, at the end of the month, I'll be finishing off. But I will still be in the industry. I, I will make my announcement uh, soon. And uh, I don't think it is the last time that we will talk. Oh, good. (laughs) I'm pleased to hear that. Um, Because you've been a fixture in the rail industry for probably as long as I've been working in the rail industry. I'm pleased to hear that. Recently in the news, uh, there was talk of, I think it was 100 and something kilometers recently completed by the Chinese. Do you want to tell me a bit more about that? There is the project between Walfers Bay and Kranzberg, uh, which is being upgraded to 18.4 exultant. That project is, uh, they are just busy concluding some of the minor work, but it should be done by the end of the month. As Transdamop, uh, we will then be able to operate this line at uh, 80 kilometers per hour uh, for, for freight and 120 kilometers per hour for uh, passages. So okay. it is a very strategic uh, section of the line. Of course, uh, this is funded by the, and the project is under the auspices of the Ministry of Works and Transport, who is also the owner of the rail infrastructure in Namibia. What's happening with the Trans-Kalahari project? I mean, there was some great movement and now it's gone quiet again. Yeah, so there's been a, a bit of work in in terms of uh, the two governments, Botswana and Namibia, uh, between the ministries of transport, the, the railways, and then there's also a project management office in, in Vanduk. And they have, uh, since last year, they have uh, met already twice at ministerial level. And the technical teams are busy uh, working on uh, basically uh, bringing the project back to life in terms of uh, also now looking at the changes that has occurred over the last few years. And hopefully uh, an expression of interest uh, would then be put out towards the course of this year for the private sector to express their interest in terms of uh, developing this uh, railway line between Botswana and uh, Namibia. That's actually quite exciting. And what else is happening? You're buying locomotives yeah. yet? Yeah, so eventually our our uh, 2.6 billion uh, loan, which we have been committed by the Development Bank of Southern Africa and Development Bank of Namibia, uh, that was approved by our government last year, uh, last week. Oh, wow. Um, and now we can start with the process in terms of, of course, uh, the the project itself to implement this project. So within the next few months, uh, Transamop uh, will then start that process of sourcing new locomotives. Of course, it will take about um, uh, uh, three years or so before we would receive the locomotives. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a very strategic. Uh, decision and and, and movement uh, for Transamov in terms of going forward. So I think that's that's the biggest the biggest uh, gift that I can leave for Transamov. Fantastic. And then just following up, you know, the last conversation that you and I had, I think it was at SARA, and you were talking about the information that you had presented to the ministry in terms of the funding 
that was necessary for a railway operator such as Translimup. I'm assuming more progress has been made in in really cementing the need for railways and the need for for you know more financial support for governments. Are you making progress or have you made progress? But operationally, we still require funding from government. We have received for the current financial year, for the next financial year, not provision in terms of the budget, but uh, we are working with the Ministry of Finance and Public Enterprise to see how they can still support us or find other sources. Uh, but we do require that additional operational support for the next um, three years while we are ordering and waiting for our new locomotives. What is um, also important in terms of the infrastructure development is that government also have a plan and it's, it's busy progressing on that in terms of the various routes to rehabilitate uh, some uh, of the other sections of the railway lines uh, within Namibia. And then what is the like five-year plan? I mean, I know there's a project that's so apart from the Trans-Kalahari um, yeah. railway line and the you know connections to Botswana, what are the other initiatives coming through to expand the railway network a bit more? And then obviously you've heard that you know Transnet has signed uh, an agreement with CFM to yeah. to have one train. Are you also looking at those kind of connections with your neighbors and South Africa? Yeah, so apart from the Botswana uh, rail connection uh, through the Transkalari Rail Corridor, government has also finalized a feasibility study for the line connection between Grootfontein and Zambia, mm. which is about 700 kilometers. So that process beyond this is now to put out the expression of interest for private sector also to invest in that. So government is also looking at that uh, process, uh, hopefully within the course of this year, which of course would link us to, to Zambia by rail and then of course into the DRC. The government is also doing at the moment is in terms of the movement of the uh, manganese from the Northern Cape to uh, Ludritz, uh, where volumes have picked up now uh, to around about 20,000 tons per month mm. by rail. Another 60,000 tons, unfortunately, is going by road at this stage. Okay. <laughs> uh, so there's there's a, a portion of that line or the, the section in Namibia from the border up to Ludritz, which is close to 700 kilometers. There's a portion of 42 kilometers where the government has now provided also funding. Transamo was appointed by government to implement the project. And we have a, a subcontractor who will start very soon in terms of uh, rehabilitating that section of the line. Uh, in essence, it's, it's a it's a 42 kilometers of new railway line that will be built to the existing one, which will allow us then to, to move more uh, freight on that line and also to be able then to have a better axle load uh, which will then allow us to move uh, more tonnage per wagon and, of, of course, uh, open up other opportunities uh, in terms of manganese or exports uh, from the Northern Cape to the uh, export markets. At the end of this month, you're no longer CEO of Transdemib. And uh, I know you have an announcement and I look forward to hearing more about that. But what for you would be, as as you look back over your tenure at Transdemib, what would be your biggest highlights or achievement? 
the the biggest one, as I said earlier, was really to to source the funding for the business plan, which is a two point six billion rand. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it was not easier for for a company in terms of its uh, financial condition. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the biggest. Then, of course, we've put a lot of structure in place in in terms of Transamo. Uh, we've we've start restarted a lot of uh, trainee traineeship uh, programs. Um, so there's a lot of uh, train drivers that's being uh, uh, trained at the moment. Uh, late last year, we've taken in a group of uh, internal and external, a group of more than uh, sixty in terms of providing that capacity. And then for the uh, rail maintenance in terms of railway teams, we've done a lot of training and development uh, for that, and also other technical training in terms of our rolling stock. So we've, despite the challenges, we've, uh, we have restarted these programs, which will then provide to the medium to long-term uh, sustainability in terms of our human resources. And then, of course, between 2018, 2019, the first two years that I've been here, we've seen growth of 8 to 8%, 10%. But unfortunately, when COVID came, a lot of things has changed yeah. because we, we couldn't sustain that anymore. So yes, uh, maybe not achieving everything that I wanted to achieve, but there's been a lot of improvement. I think the Transama brand per se, uh, with a new brand and uh, the way that we need to approach our business uh, uh, from an international perspective, not just regional or local. I think uh, we have gotten into the market again in terms of Transamup. I think Transamup was out there being a stepchild almost, uh, to say, in, in, the, in the rail sector. And also developing regional relationships, I think that was also critical for, for Transamup. We have uh, re-looked at our procurement and supply of uh, rolling stock, uh, especially from a maintenance perspective, looking at new suppliers, alternative means, do business better and improve uh, how we, 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 we do our business. Um, what is critical from a corporate governance perspective is that uh, in 2020, uh, we managed to approve the AGM through our AGM in, in Feb 2020, our financials for the period of seven years before I started. And we have also, since I've started, we had unqualified audits, different from the time before I have been at Transama. That's absolutely incredible. And have you made the announcement of who's taking over from you? We will have an acting CEO for now. Um, then the the board will start with the recruitment process soon, and then of course when when that process will be completed, then uh, the board will make the announcement of my successor. Well, Johnny, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure, and I'm so sorry that uh, I've had to do this in darkness without the proper branding and all the lights and fiasco, but um, it's. It's been an honor to have worked with you whilst you've been a Transamab. I'm really excited and looking forward to seeing what you do next. And um, thank you very much for joining me for a coffee with the editor. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, it has been uh, an absolute pleasure, Philippa, always. Thank you.